welcome to the Scariest Things Podcast, your gateway to the trends and tropes of the horror genre. This is episode 130, and it's hard to believe, but we haven't touched on this. It's Masked Killer Horror. I don't know what took us so long to do this. This seems to be uh, like one of the very <laughs> this first. This should have been like episodes episode one, two, or three. Yeah. Uh, this, yeah. Not one thirty. Uh, I think perhaps we were getting too tricky with ourselves for a long time. And then now all of a sudden we come to what most people consider to be. When you ask someone, what do you think about horror movies? They think about Friday the 13th, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Yeah. Texas Chainsaw mm-hmm. Massacre. That's, yeah. That is, those are your... You're tried and true. Hannibal Lecter, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, uh, Ghostface Killer, Ghostface Killer, Ghostface, Sa- Sam, yeah. Chucky, uh, Chucky. Uh, well, Chucky Leatherface. Doesn't, Chucky doesn't have a mask. Uh, Candyman. Don- Donnie, I mean, these Donnie are Darko. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. True. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. right. Not yeah, Matt. We're talking mask killers. Not just I was talking mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, all those have masks, but yeah, they. Yeah, Freddie doesn't have a mask. Yeah, and we've. I, I think we've. I think we've sufficiently touched on many, 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 many of. Of those characters. Yeah. We did Arbor Day before yep. we did uh, <laughs> Mass Killers. We did handicapped horror before we did Mass Killers. Yeah, we did LGBT <laughs> horror. We've done we we went into we went into the deep dives because we figured that those of you who already are horror fans probably uh, know a good bit about the slashers, but this is a celebration of the slasher Back in com- the shallow end. Yeah. yeah. In the cocktail pool. As we, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Exactly. This is the this is the comfort zone for horror fans, and we're approaching Halloween. Yeah, and we are yeah. going to be getting Halloween kills coming soon. So, what, more what better time to make Eric's announcement today? Absolutely, Ooh, we yeah. have tying into Halloween. Halloween treat. Did you, did you catch that se- that segue? I, I totally caught that <laughs> nice. segue. Thank you so nice. much, Mike. Oh, uh, by the way, actually, we introductions. We yes. haven't done the introductions. I'm Eric Lee, and I am joined as always by Mike Campbell and. Liz Williams. So the gang's all here, and actually we should say that um, when you talk about the scariest things, the scariest thing in the world is something called Hurricane Ida. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Um, our, so and pardon the uh, sound quality, guys. I am evacuated right now in North Carolina. It is... Ooh, Monday, September 6th. We haven't known what day it is for a while. So it's uh, a full week and a day after the storm hit southeast Louisiana. New Orleans is fine. Thanks you for all of our fans and people who sent messages and making sure we were all okay. There are a lot of towns in southeastern Louisiana that are not okay. But all in all, New Orleans came out good. I came out unscathed with no property damage. We're all a little mentally worse for wear since it was 16 years to the day of the Katrina anniversary. And, uh, but hey, yeah. I'm here, but I did not bring my microphone and an <laughs> evacuation. So I'm back on just talking through the laptop. Yeah, so we're please, happy to have you back, Liz. Was it, you, was it really 16 years to the day? Yeah. Liz? To the day. You're kidding. I I must have missed that in the yeah, news. That is one of those kinds That's of things. Cir- circle yeah. your calendar and uh, yeah. book book some time to be in Milwaukee or something like that. That um, was, I think, really what messed with most people's psyches. But, wow, uh, that's bananas. Well, yeah. you know, a, a, a class four hurricane's nothing to sneeze at, too. I mean, I was watching the footage. It looked yeah. like Hurricane Ida was dead set about removing Homa from the map. 
Yeah. Right. You know, it 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 it, I, it, it blew down brick buildings. It was right. It pu- yes. it pushed bo- yes. boats under bridges. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you know, it came in. It made landfall as a category four, and Katrina, I think, made landfall at maybe a three. Uh, yeah. Katrina was because the levees failed, not because yeah. of the storm. This one, the winds were crazy, and I think they have said it, it's not maybe the first, but it's the second like biggest one to make landfall, like in Louisiana, at the yep. speeds of, that it actually made landfall. Yeah, I think I think it it it, it was still behind. Like, I think Andrew's still the big one, the one that yeah. sort of destroyed Homestead, Florida. Florida. Um, yeah. But the the billions and billions of dollars spent on the levees and pipe systems actually worked. Paid off. Worked this Yay! time. Oh, if it didn't. Oh God! That would just, it's like you you I, 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 you you question whether New Orleans is habitable, right? Um, but yeah, yeah. So, so good good on that. That was a huge relief, and uh, it's also why we, there's been a bit of a delay in actually getting some of the uh, the recordings out to you. So we apologize yep. that we haven't haven't uh, gotten a, a podcast out until now. Um, but uh, to I make up for it, we have an awesome that, announcement. That's, we do, yeah, that, yeah. exactly. Getting back to the original segue. <laughs> um, How many segues do I have to do tonight? I know. Oh my god! Keep them up, Mike. Keep counting. Keep, 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 keep me accountable. Yeah. Um, we have a new affiliate partner, and uh, this is one of my favorite. And I think Liz also has uh, has some of their product yep. too. But Atmos Effects. Uh, that is uh, Atmos F. Letter letter F letter X. And um, they are, they, they will get your house so Halloween ready, it is <laughs> insane. Um, or just holiday ready. Uh, holiday ready, yeah. I, I mm-hmm. use it also All for holidays. the, I use it for the 4th of July. Yeah. I use it for Christmas. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I use it. Uh, they have a million yeah, packages. I, I use it just when I'm bored and I want to have dinosaurs walking in my windows. Um, <laughs> do they have? Do they have an Arbor Day package though? I don't know. That would be kind of cool. Though, custom, like, yeah, custom. I think we, we can. We can, we can make the Arbor Day. Uh, what, what scary Arbor Day package? What Atmos uh, Effects does is they make uh, projector uh, projectors that with programs to um, to project images onto your windows and they've got or onto the side of your house onto the side of your house or onto a veil in your hallway for just special effects if you're doing a haunted house for uh for for your halloween gags and stuff um uh or and one of my favorite things is you can actually cast them on small objects like pumpkins i have uh something where you can't i have a small projector and and they have singing and talking pumpkins so when people come up to your to your porch, they're animated. It's like a Disney projector. It is super cool. And then uh, I have, uh, you know, zombies and some of, it goes from cute, like Disney, Disney ghosts to uh, slashers running around in the background, stabbing people or (laughs) bugs crawling through the walls or, and it is for everyone. You get to decide what your neighborhood's uh, horror threshold is. Right. So anyways, they, right, right. They they uh, again another fabulous reach out from one uh, from some someone who knows what we do, uh, and they are a perfect mari- marriage to what we like to do. Heck yeah! And yeah, and if you just so celebrate if you horror, if you if you're yep. curious about Atmos FX, go to our website and click on uh, on the and the links, and they will get you to all the Halloween gear you need. You're gonna want to start getting going now. 
uh, because we're uh, just a couple of months out from actually uh, needing those uh, those Halloween. That's right. Get projectors. ready to scare the holy hell out of your neighbors. Show up. <laughs> More important, show up your neighbors, and you can have the coolest Halloween house on the block. Put your neighborhood children in tears <laughs> this yeah. Halloween. Yes, scare off the trick. You want to scare off the trick or treaters? Have have the. Uh, have the the uh, the zombies uh, crawling through your windows? That's uh, that'll that'll keep them away. So um, anyhow, that's a that's a that's a great new program Very addition exciting. with with our Fangoria Very thing. Thank you to everybody who's been actually uh, going through our Fangoria site because it it. It's been quite successful. It's and we're working. happy with it. It's Heck working. Yeah. Affiliate partnerships work. That's right. Yep. So, anyways, uh, we I think, you know, it's it's always great to find partners who evangelize what we love. That's right. Yeah. So, masked killers. Yeah. Speaking of things masked we love. Killers. Yes. And Another thing, segue. And, segue and, back. And, yes. Thank <laughs> you, speaking Mike. Of, speaking of things we love and things we have <laughs> we have been derelict at getting to, masks. Yeah. Eric, tell us about the history of masks. Well, I think. Well, back in the day, um, yeah, I know. <laughs> what you know? What was what's, what's the what's the first horror movie mask? Phantom of the Opera. Are, are yeah. you are you certain about this? I mean, that, I, I think, that was that was the re, the nineteen twenty five Phantom of the Opera yeah, was launching. That, I think that first, was the research that I did suggested that, but I, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. And if there's a horror fan out there that knows different, I mean, I, I haven't I, found anything that, that predates it. I don't think you could consider like Dear Gollum. No, uh, or maybe Mm-mm. maybe the masks used in Haxon, possibly like the demon masks and whatnot. You no, know, those are those are costumes. The, the, yeah, it's, it's not it's not the it's not the, the the purpose of the mask was to hide the horrible visage of the actual phantom. But that was the first one I could find. Yeah, nineteen twenty-five. Right, I agree. Yeah, nineteen twenty-five. Okay, there, well, but so correct us if we're wrong, though. Well, I would be very curious. Yeah. If there's anyone out there. Listening, shoot us a message. Yeah, shoot us a message because I'd be very curious to, to know if there's any other films that yeah. predate 1925. Yeah, go to the, the, uh, com one T and uh, and and go to our our uh, uh, communication link and yeah, let us know shoot if we're wrong. Um, although I think that there was between Phantom and the Opera and and say the 1970s, um, you didn't see that like the, the there were we've had slashers. Yeah, uh, Norman Bates right. and Peeping Tom. Right, and uh, but right around that time you had like, Eyes Without a Face. 19, yeah, Eyes Without 19, a Face. 19, is a, oh, that's a nineteen sixty one. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully I didn't. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I didn't yeah, jump I, ahead there. I, I've got I, I've got options. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. But Eyes Without a Face is a uh, that that was. I mean, it's certainly but, a recognizable mask. Right. Well, and and I think it the the thing that the mask does is it, it is it can it's an it obscures. Right. And, and for different reasons, and I think that the the rationale for the uh, for the mass sometimes you're trying to you want to go out and kill somebody, and you don't want anybody to know who you are, so you put a mask on. Right. Or sometimes you're just so ugly, you got to wear a mask so that people don't freak out when they see you in public. That was eyes without a face. Yeah. But you know, I think the thing that makes makes them really scary is that our brains are so attuned to recognizing faces and analyzing them for data, and ultimately. Um, empathizing with people like that's you like your brain is like from from day one set up and cued to create that empathy that that human to human empathy and then when you have a mask when you have just a face that's emotionless it really throws things out and I think it's I think there's a lot of um, 
the psychological psychological conditioning there that is deep below the surface that when you don't have that ability to interact with people and you don't have that ability to empathize with people, mm-hmm. it gets really freaky really fast and you don't realize it. But that's, I think, what what really freaks people out. Well, I think, yeah, you're, you're spot on there. I think there's um, in in computer graphics they have it's called the uncanny valley right exactly right? yeah and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah and, totally um there are times when you know like just recently there was a star wars bit where they tried to to uh they took mark hamill and they de-aged him or what was the irishman right where they did they they de-aged oh the yeah De Niro yeah and, and, and it looked kind of, and, it, and it actually looked kind of silly yeah and it was it, it's very it's very close but not close enough yeah because you're, the, your your brain can still pick yeah. up on those incredibly finite yeah. and very very subtle cl- yeah. cues yeah and the thing the I, I think when people talk about the uncanny valley what they say is that every human is hardwired to be an expert at facial recognition right Right, and then when you throw something just a little off, and there's no smile, yep. there's no, there's no, there's no even like little winks or twinkles or blinks, um, that can be really unsettling. Yep, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, the brain don't like it. Right, so it it, <laughs> nope. it, it makes for you know some great some great uh, uh, serial killer types, and also that there's you can. It trans it can be transformative, right? That that yeah, it, oh, uh, yeah. like if you think if you think about you know animistic tribal traditions. Right, right, right. Where uh you would put on a mask so that you're a wolf or right. a lion. Right. Or a you know, or or a or or an eagle or something like that. You Ooh, wear are it. To are we get, are we getting into that? I know, I mean, huh? Oh I mean, you, you don't know. Okay, okay. So that's that that's another thing is like you, you put on a mask to become something else, I or become didn't, someone else. That's I didn't even think about the animalistic uh, tribal traditions mask wearing it in the context of horror. I skipped right over that. Well, you know, it's 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 because there is the transformative where you want to become. There's plenty of examples of it. It's why. You, oh my it's, god, there's yeah. so many examples. It's why you do Halloween. It's like I'm, you know, I'm Iron Man now. I, you know, right. you just you become somebody else. Eric is being Iron Man, by the way. That's for right. Halloween I'm going, this year. I got I got one of those uh, the little plastic bag the little costumes. Plastic costumes. Yeah. <laughs> it is so. Hey, Eric is cute as a button. Yeah, cute as a button as Iron Man. So yeah, th- it is. But you know, in 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 the, you know, I think you're not wrong in th- in, in bypassing some of those a- those animistic. Yeah, kind but of there's things. some there's some pretty good ones. Uh, I know of, I know of a couple for sure, and I, all of a sudden I'm kicking myself for not picking one. <laughs> I can put it on my backup list, but um, tell us what it is. Uh, okay, well the the Just, the uh, you're next. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh yeah, I for assumed sure. someone would have that. Yeah yeah so yeah. yeah. The, we've the, we've the, talked plenty about your next. Yeah, though. Uh, we've, yeah. we've so talked out about a bunch, and that's minor pretty deep. Cuts. And your your next has made it into the top 100 horror films of all time. And yeah? It deserves to be. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, and I don't remember where it is. Yeah. I want to say the 60s, yeah. 70s, 60s, 70s. It's somewhere. on my top 25. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. yeah, it's in, yeah, yeah it, it was in it was in my top oh. 25 too. I think it was I think it landed in the 60s somewhere. Holy crap. You know, yeah. but the, you know another one okay. is The Farm, which yeah, I yeah. saw and I <laughs> had talked about that one Never plenty see too. It. Yeah. But yeah, about but they, the farm too much. But that was that was <laughs> symbolism of, you know, humans dressing up like animals as representative of the feed stock turning on the uh, on the farmers, right? 
So you now, know, are we, that's, now are we talking the? Uh, are we also going to be talking the ABC made-for-TV movie, The Island of Doctor Moreau, and or the remake of The Island of Doctor Moreau? No, because Moreau? The, because they actually were transformed. <laughs> they were turning into animals. I suppose that's true, but they, the, they weren't. They weren't wearing masks <laughs> to pretend to be animals. Um, so you know, I, I I think one of the quirks though that I find, and and I bring up the farm to uh-huh. to emphasize a point. Um, if you're a serial killer, why the hell? Like, at a certain point, the mask is a detriment because you, it kills your peripheral vision. Yeah. Right. And so it should be fairly easy, especially in the dark, to run away from someone in a in a mask. Right. Right. Or right. Someone, I may someone, touch on that a little bit yeah. in one of my picks. Yeah. yeah. Put a put a canvas bag over your head. That's mm-hmm. not a good way to actually have. You know, you, you're going to kill your sense of hearing, all your senses, your your, your smell, your smell, your sight, your hearing. You kind of you're gonna have to have like the flip up lid so that you can check where your victims are running to. I guess Michael Myers does not need a flip up lid. No, he's yeah, and, that, and that's one of the things he's got. <laughs> now I'm picturing him doing. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's got some sort of a weird sixth sense radar. Yeah, uh, he's got it know, all. He's you know, got go, it all. The Google Google tracking device uh, built in. Before we jump into masks, I want to read a quote from Oscar Wilde, uh, famed uh, author and opium addict, Whoa, who famous, yeah, who famously declared, <laughs> "Man is least himself." When he talks in his own person, give him a mask and he will tell you the truth. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So let's, uh, with that said, Liz, let's, uh, why don't we jump in with you first and you tell us a little bit about where you're at with the world of masks. Okay. So normally I would do my number one last, but right now I'm going to do it first just because we've talked about it. And I got a little bit of a spin on it. It's a classic and one that everybody who thinks about mass killers is going to think about. And it's The Strangers from 2008. Oh, very nice. Um, very nice. It is number two on my top 25 list what? on thescariestthings.com. I, I need to go back and look at your top 25 yes. list because you're, you're, you're throwing two. some curves here. Yeah. <laughs> I love this movie. So this, of course, is from 2008. It is written and directed by Brian Bertino. And it stars Liv Tyler as Kristen and Scott Speedman as James, who are a couple that are kind of on the verge of a breakup um, at a vacation home that is kind of out in the country whose night of, I don't know, maybe possibly reconnecting is disrupted by three masked criminals who infiltrate their home and home invasion craziness ensues. So uh, we've got like three different masks. One is this kind of burlap sack. The other one is like a, a the other two, like a baby face. And then there's right. like a doll face. Yep, yep. So the guy who played the one who wears, you know, he's just credited as the man in the mask is an actor named, ooh, hang on, I got my uh, my notes here, um, Kip Weeks. And a couple years ago, streaming for the Portland Horror Film Festival, a documentary about this guy was submitted. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think because, you know, it really wasn't horror, but it, it was really interesting that this guy um, – you know, launched his film or his career on being a guy in a mask. So you never saw him. You saw his eyes and he did have some kind of, you know, piercing blue eyes. And then he 
kind of thought that he quote unquote like trademarked a head tilt in a mask. Like, <laughs> I mean, this is not like a Dwayne the Rock Johnson eyebrows. Like, like, you can't just tilt your head in a mask and think that you're not getting your due because people are not hiring you. Um, but so the documentary wanted to follow him as he would go to different conventions and things, just as the guy in the mask. Right, right. So, and then he was not hired to play the guy in the mask <laughs> in the stranger's stew pray at night. So he was pissed about that. And now he runs an eco crayon company with his wife. What? And <laughs> yes. Like a company that makes like, I guess, you know, non-toxic crayons. So <laughs> well, <laughs> um, you know the kids, they're gonna chew on them. Exactly. Well, they're get, gonna getting back to the um, Oscar Wilde quote, when you put a mask on, you will you will know the truth. <laughs> Maybe he was just uh, he was just destined for eco crayons. No matter what. So, you know, The Strangers is a story that anybody listening to this podcast has probably seen The Strangers and knows right. the story. But it, I don't even know if this um, show or this movie, which is just called The Man in the Mask documentary, is available anywhere. But you know, kind of just the fact that this actor really. <laughs> <laughs> kind of stakes his whole claim on I was the guy in that mask who <laughs> didn't got mask, say a word mask beef. he didn't say a word the only word that the mask people say is because you were here and it's one of the girls who says it so he doesn't say a word he just cocks his head and now thinks that he just <laughs> he's entitled to the <laughs> he's entitled to this recognition and yeah. the next part like no one can fill my shoes. Like yeah. no, they can't. Uh, that's pretty I think easy. A, I, I'm going to say there's a without even uh, without even being able to name one of those films. I have a feeling there's a couple films that may have beat him to the punch. Yep. Yeah, like a yeah. couple so, hundred. <laughs> hundred, hundred. Yeah, couple hundred. But um, yeah, so if you want a masked film that is scary and awesome and well done. Go, you can't miss with The Strangers from 2008, Brian Bertino. Sorry, Kip Weeks. Sorry, Kip Weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go buy some crayons. Those are, yeah, you, those are great masks, you. too. It's like, yeah, yeah. You, it's, you, get a tri- you get a triple header of masks all in one, all in one setting. Right. Yep. And I yep. love those masks, too, because they, I mean, that's, that's like the pure embodiment of, of not being able to sort of recognize empathize and connect with other human right. beings and and in fact there is zero connection with them save for one line at the very end of the film right and and they're right. there strict and and it's masks for intimidation purposes right um and yeah. and the and the anonymity and and the fear of it's like like who 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 are they why are they doing this and, and it's just and they are pure chaos yeah oh my god yeah. um so totally it's, uh yeah that that it you know, tra- one of the best traditional uses of of a uh, of of the of the mask as their key certainly the key the, element like like even certainly in the modern era, I think you'd argue probably that and you know Sam would be the probably the two most uh, oh yeah profound examples of mask usage yeah. in, in the modern era right yeah, yeah. in say. modern you know in in the but the prove two, me wrong 2000s. Eric prove me wrong. Well, uh, here Prove we go. me wrong. <laughs> it, uh, do you think 2006 is the modern era? Uh, well, sure. I mean, this is 2008, so I'd say, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I have uh, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Oh, right. Uh, right, 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 right. Oh. <laughs> this would be my number one pick. I love this one. I know. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
so we can we can sort of jointly talk about this one. Yeah. Um, so this is written and directed by Scott Scott Glosserman, and it's pretty much the only thing he's done. He did something called The Truth Below that nobody saw and nobody really cares about. Um, starring uh, Nathan Basil as uh, Leslie Vernon and Angela Gothels as Taylor Gentry. And this is a, a brilliant mockumentary of an independent documentary film crew that follows the exploits of a mass ser- slasher serial killer, Leslie Vernon. It's a deconstruction yep. of the slasher genre, like what Scream did, but using the documentary film as the sly medium to make all the clever references. Right. Um, and funnier. It's yeah, hilarious. It's really, and, <laughs> and, and I think that the, the key thing here is that Leslie Vernon wears a mask because as, as his uh, unmasked persona, he's not very scary looking. Right. No. He's, just, he's just a skinny, kind of an awkward guy. Uh, he's, uh, uh, he, he's easy with a joke and a smile. Right. And, you know, but he's li- giving all of his trade secrets, he calls them. About yeah. you know how he picks his his victims, and that he needs to find his anchor, his his uh, um, his ra- his rationale, and he needs he needs the backstory because you want to build the hype because they actually make you know they open the movie talking about Haddonfield and Elm Street, right, right, right. right. It's yeah. it's and, very very and self Crystal very self aware, very very you know, and and um, and they refer to them as actual serial killers, right, 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 um, right. which is. Yeah, so you know exactly where they're coming from. Uh, well, and the other great thing about the, this for me is it's a it's filmed in Portland, right? So mm-hmm. you know, and so it's like I love just watching all the references. Go, that's eh, the Multnomah County Library, right? Oh, hey, that's that's the the restaurant that's now Lardo's. That's which, right, that's uh, right, right on Southeast Hawthorne. Yeah. Uh, if you if you want a pork sandwich, yeah. Oh God, man, <laughs> they, they got a they got a mean pork bun. Me, I'll tell you. Uh, the uh, you know, but the the I think also you. You realize that you know the film crew; they're <laughs> they are in above their heads, right? And uh, oh yeah, you know, oh yeah. <laughs> but they're totally jazzed and excited that they they're in on on these trade secrets. Uh, they debate the ethics of what they're doing, but they're so excited to follow along to chronicle the bloody exploits of uh, Leslie Vernon. They cast all their moral moorings aside in favor of capturing something grisly and intimate, and 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 being on the ground firsthand watching this. It, it, until really the setup day when he's you know getting ready to do it, and then they kind of go, hey, maybe we shouldn't do this. <laughs> right? Maybe this yeah. isn't the best yeah. idea. Yeah, he might really be going to kill <laughs> and, people. <laughs> and, 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 and then, but it's too late because right. of course they are tied into it now. Yep. And now they've got targets on their backs, and um, you know, and but this is after developing actually, you know, that they they show you know uh, Scott Wilson from who was. Uh, uh, in The Walking Dead. Oh, uh, right, he, right, right, he's, right. Uh, Herschel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. From The Walking Dead. He plays a retired serial killer who... His, his like, mentor. Yeah. <laughs> and and, that, and and they go, oh, God, you remember when I did this and and, and I, I yeah. pulled off this trick? It's like, oh, that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, and, and, you know, they talk about, it's like, okay, so, you know, you got to make sure you... You sort the groups up so you at least have you know, a couple of stoners and a fat kid so that you know they can't get away so fast. And then I use them for straight body count just to get everybody else freaked out. Uh, and you gotta save the virgin for last. Like, my favorite is when he's like, you know, I, I got to keep my fitness up. It's really hard to be like looking like you're walking when everybody else is running away. <laughs> he talks about kind of the mask and like not being able to see out of it, and like it's. It's hilarious. Yeah, and I, you know, uh, there, there's a real fondness for. I, I actually like this meta take a little bit better than 
than Scream because mm-hmm. really you know, that the, the, the the kind of the the where I think that the getting getting it from the killer's perspective yeah yeah is, yeah I think I I think pretty cheeky yeah 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 and um but watching sort of the twitchy reactions of the film crew right 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 right. right. You could clearly tell that they wanted to know more. Yeah, yeah. But the more they get into it, the more the they they get like a little freaked out about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you and of course you get Robert England showing up as, That's right. as a, this guy Doc Halloran, who is the um his his uh, he called, what does he call him uh, the um the, his Ahab. Right, 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 right. Where you know I he's like I need I need that energy that I need I need someone a nemesis to work off of you know the whole. And and so that is straight up Doctor Loomis, right? Right, right, right. Uh, from, right. from Halloween, and uh, you know, I, I think it's all all so so cleverly done. So, um, Liz, what what was what's your favorite sort of overall take of Leslie Vernon? Um, it's one of the funniest horror comedies that I've ever seen. And yeah, it is a lot. So, it is a lot more funny than I think people give it credit for. It really is, and then. So it kind of it's going in that mockumentary uh, style until then it kind of changes and becomes just a full on slasher flick. And that's kind of when the film crew realizes, oh, wait, yeah, (laughs) oh, wait. Uh, Another cool thing is and I remember hearing about this and I've just looked it up and it seems like you can um, get some of these. They had a campaign for comic books called Before the Mask. Um, kind of more about the story and things like that. So it looks like you can get some comic books at vernonsfarmhouse.com, which I may have to check out. Huh. Uh, I just love it. I think it's super funny, super creative. I remember seeing it probably in 2006 or 2007. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was probably one of those straight to DVDs. Right. And Wayne and I both just cracked up. I mean, the scene where he's saying, like, I have to work on... I got to stay in shape, you know. I, I got to look like I'm walking when I'm going to catch up. And I was just yeah. like, oh, my God, totally. Every serial killer movie, yeah. Jason, you know, Michael Myers, you're like, how are you not running? How are you not getting away from him? You are running, and this guy is <laughs> just walking. walking. So <laughs> just that kind of tongue-in-cheek stuff that they really get that some of those other things miss. Uh, you can tell that they love the movies and had a great time. Yeah. And I think it's great. Yeah, it's, yep. love it's, this. It, it's a, a a a form of show us, don't tell us the tropes. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. right. So. And it's on Shutter, so you can stream it on Shutter. Yep. Oh, very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, actually, it's a, it, uh, several services, so you can. I think it's also okay. on on Epics and uh, I think on Amazon. If you're Amazon Prime, it's free. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's a it is. A slightly underground, but I think well respected. Yeah. People know people know about Leslie Vernon. Um, mm-hmm. So I think the mask fans, is yeah. creepy too. His yeah. mask, it's, yeah, it's super. It's, it's kind of weird, and he's got that the hillbilly overalls thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all for a look. I mean, you realize that he's he's sort of realizing that he has a role to play, and um, you know that he gets his game face on like a football player. Right, you know, right, it's, it's right. Great. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's really getting dressed. Yeah. For his part. All right, Mike. What's your what's your entry? All right, my first film is a, a a very interesting film that I immediately dumped into the hot topic category, uh, much like I did a film Liz and I talked about <laughs> when we talked about our Halloween episode, which was um, 
uh, houses that October built because it, it has mm-hmm. a, it has a very very similar look and a very very similar mask. Uh, I immediately dumped it into that hot topic straight to video category, and I said I will never see this film. But when I started researching masks and I saw this, this is a 2009 American slasher another film. Another direct- modern one. Yeah, another modern one. Okay. Yeah. Directed by Dave Parker, and this is the, the hill. The hills run red. <gasps> I had this on my list of wanted to see. But was too cheap to rent it. It is. Year. <laughs> it is. It is surprisingly very, very good. And if you look okay. at, if you look at the poster, it and if you look at the mask, it is like parked firmly in a 2009 headspace where you just go, yep. oh yeah, this yep. looks like this should mm-hmm. be. At a hot topic, right? This is yep. like this is like teenage, oh, literally hot topic. The, the hot retail, topic, okay. yeah. yes, yes, yeah. hot, yes, not yes, not a hot topic on my part, but a <laughs> hot topic. The retail. This is like this just looks 100%. like one hundred percent teenage scare fair, but it is not. This involves a film, um, a film sort of within a film. Uh, Tyler, uh, the main character, plays a sort of film obsessed nerd who is trying to find a horror film. That was made in the nineteen. I, I think. I think, if I recall correctly, it was in like late late seventies, early eighties. So it's like a mm-hmm. sort of a, a Hills Have Eyes uh, meets uh, I Spit on Your Grave meets Cannibal Holocaust, and the horror film is called The Hills Run Red. Not to be confused with the nineteen sixty six spaghetti western The Hills Run Red, or the uh, recent uh, zombie movie uh, The Sands Run That's Red, stains or the Saints the Sands Stains the Saints Red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of red, yeah, a lot of running, a lot of hills. Uh, but uh, allegedly, uh, Tyler uh, or Tyler is convinced, and as is the horror universe, that this is the scariest movie that was ever made. And it was so provocative and so horrifying, and the kills looked so real that it was banned immediately after it was filmed. And so nobody, save for a handful of people that actually went to the drive-in to see the original screening of The Hills Run Red, Nobody has seen the hills run red, so Tyler takes it upon himself, along with his uh, along with his cohorts, uh, Serena, Lalo, and Alexa, to go find uh, William Kincannon, who is the director of the hills run red, because otherwise there is no known copy of the film, and he desperately wants to see the film. Uh, William Kincannon is played by William Sadler. Oh, nice. Who is in, okay. goddamn, everything. If you look at that guy's <laughs> IMDb page. He is in everything. Yeah. Most recently, he was, of course, in the great uh, 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 film VFW. V- VFW. Uh, but he has been in so many films. I mean, his IMDb page is yeah, just. The Mist. Uh, yeah. So all, all the, all the, uh, the, uh, the. Frank Darabont stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's cool. great, great actor. He's the he's a that guy actor. Uh, long story short, the, uh, the 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 character or the mask character is in um, the Hills Run Red is baby uh, babyface. He is this. Um, so it's sort of like um, uh, it's kind of this big giant dopey baby crossed with Leatherface, and it is this sort of <laughs> very cracked and gnarled. Um, uh, baby mask that is, there is o- a, there, only partially covering some very very horrible facial maladies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it's real. It's very disturbing. It's really gruesome. Initially, again, when I looked at the poster, I said, "Nope, not for me." But when I got into right. it and I and I saw the character and I saw how they were using the mask, I was like, "Yep, 
this is totally for me. Tyler and the friends eventually do connect up with William Kincannon, the director of The Hills Run Red. Uh, and there is a whole lot of gore, a whole lot of torturing, a whole lot of killing. Uh, and you do learn the secret of the film. And you learn the origin of Babyface, which is intimately tied to the film. Okay. And and it okay. all it all comes together, I think, in a really pretty unique, if not completely gory, absolutely gory um, con, uh, construction. Great film. Don't sleep on it. I, I, I was really right. surprised by it. Uh, Daryl Loomis from DVD Verdict said, The Hills Run Red is a, an above average horror movie that is a love, that is a, a love affair with horror uh, for its director. He got to make his movie, but he also got to travel back in time to make a film that uh, from what he feels is the golden age of the genre, late 70s, early 80s. Uh, for horror fans, this is definitely worth a rental. So, Liz, that's... Uh, okay, I think cool. I will is, pay. That is a direct <laughs> nod to you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl Loomis says, Liz Williams, go rent The Hills oh, Run film. Red. All right, what is your next film, Liz? Okay, I'm going a little bit... Uh, you know, off the rails for this one because I am picking <laughs> a documentary series about a mask killer. Um, so I'm picking I'll Be Gone in the Dark, uh, huh. the HBO documentary series based on the Michelle McNamara book about the Golden State Killer, who was a mask oh, killer. Oh, wow. Committed 10 murders and 50 sexual assaults between the 70s and 80s. So I terrorized. For years. I think the, I mean, here's a, a, a link. We mm -hmm. knew we knew a woman who was the victim. <gasps> uh, she got raped by that guy. When you were, oh when you were in God. California. When I was living in Davis, yeah, when yeah. I was a little kid. Oh, Ugh. my God. Right. And so well, was, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. This is tough then to watch. But um, so I'll Be Gone in the Dark is the book that was published by Michelle McNamara. Michelle McNamara was a true crime journalist and the wife of actor Patton Oswalt. Um, oh, while she was, oh, right. yeah, yeah, she was his wife. Um, she mm. was and she also passed, like passed an, away a couple of years ago. She yeah. passed yeah. away. She passed away in 2016 and her writing partner and Patton Oswalt finished the book for her posthumously. Cause not only was she just like a true crime blogger, she was seriously like an amateur, um, you know, web sleuth, mm -hmm. but the police used a lot of her things. Um, and in, you know, to, for research, she worked with the police. She wasn't like a crazy person who was just on YouTube and they thought, you know, she was nuts. She was incredibly into this obsessed. It took over her life. She pretty much had an accidental overdose, um, while doing this research and writing her book. So, um, it was finished by Billy Jensen and um, Patton Oswald, and then the series was done on HBO. So she passed away in 2018. Her book was wait, sorry, she passed away in 2016, um, and in 2018, the police caught the Golden State Killer after, geez from 1972 so how many years was that wow. a lot uh, yeah. <laughs> can't do the math yeah, like a decade um, of terror. yeah 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 and 
he wore a mask. He was first known as the East Area Rapist, then the original Night Stalker. She coined the phrase the Golden State Killer. So right after the book came out, he was caught and the police, you know, used the name Golden State Killer. They kept that. And some of the things that she was researching, like, helped catch this guy, Um, Joseph D'Angelo. He's a piece of crap, and <laughs> yeah. Do they? Co- um, I assume they cover that in the uh, documentary. Oh yeah, they do. Him being, him being a, a six- piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's a six-episode um, miniseries, and it was going to come out on the book probably before they caught him. But then in 2021, they were able to do. Uh, extra seventh episode covering the trial and all the victim statements, which is just, uh, it wrecks you. So there are many, many survivors of the attacks, obviously no survivors of the murders, but so it's a super, super bummer. Talk about horror, but the way it's done is fascinating. It has actual, you know, things of the book, home video from Patton Oswalt and Michelle McNamara, her notes, Amy Ryan reads, her pieces from the book. It, it's really fascinating. And if you're a true crime fan, which many horror fans are, Indeed. this is probably one of the cream of the crop in quality that mm. you're going to get. So, and where was I'll it? Where was it streaming again? HBO Max. Oh, HBO Max. HBO. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to give us something a little different than our standard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, killer. Truly, truly scary stuff. Um, truly scary stuff. Yeah. That was, I remember that because uh, when I when I grew up in Davis, right? Um, yeah, it's a college town, and it's always been considered sort of a very safe, uh, low crime kind of kind of a community. And it and that that forced everybody to lock their doors because he, he just he just walked in. Oh, the back for door. sure. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. okay, so he was operating between 1973 and 1986. Thirteen murders, fifty rapes, and 120 burglaries. Wow, that's California. prolific. Yeah, yeah, and, and and remarkable that they weren't able to catch this dude. Yeah, yeah. But they finally did from yeah. one of those um, ancestry.com type things. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> huh. I, I, I gotta watch this. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. It's fascinating, but it's also heart wrenching because yeah. a lot of survivors are yeah. on right, it. Yeah, but, right, right. And it's true stuff. Yeah. So yeah. it's totally yeah. yeah it's scariest fascinating. Scariest things indeed. Scariest things. Yep. Okay. Okay. Eric. Eric. So, uh, mine swings to the sort of the opposite side of the pendulum, Good. which is uh, <laughs> kind of fantastical. Although it's really grim. Um, but you know, in addition to uh, slasher serial killers, who else wears masks? Superheroes. Yes. I knew it. So uh, yes. I'm going with uh, a 2018 film called Brightburn, which is the oh, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. David Yorovsky right, right, right. uh, directed and produced by James Gunn, who knows how to do gross and bloody and often funny things, but this is not a funny movie. Right. Well, no, um, but it's good, though. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's a bit of a hot take because I know that there are a lot of people who kind of, it's like, don't mess with my Superman trope. And um, this is the idea of what happens. I mean, it really plays almost to the letter, the uh, the Cal L Clark Kent kind of story. If he came to Earth and he was kind of psychotic and messed up and didn't want and was not the paragon of everything that 
is good and right and right, true. Right, 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 right. He is the. He, this is this is Lex Luthor was right. Yeah. He may look like us, but he is here to destroy us. Right, 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 and, right, right. And it's a very dark take on this parable. Uh, it stars uh, Jackson Dunn as Brandon, as the young uh, the young alien who looks like a human. Uh, Elizabeth Banks as Tori, who's the mother who desperately wanted a child and mm-hmm. believed he was an angel sent from heaven. Right. And uh, David Denham as Kyle, who's the dad who went, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> <laughs> and and there are some there are some moments where like the and the kid he's kind of a recluse and a loner and a weirdo. And the funny and actually, if you watch the Zack Snyder's uh, uh, Superman um, take. Um, that his his young Superman was also a kid who grew up having a difficulty learning how to work with his with his fellow kids, right? Um, right. And then he, you know, he eventually rescues a bunch of his kids from a bus and becomes a local hero. But people get freaked out about him, so he leaves because he's a, he is the honorable Superman. This kid gets weird, and then when people get weirded out by him, he just gets mean. Right, and, right. <laughs> and but he he will do things like when he gets when he gets agitated, he chews on forks, and then you look, and then he takes the fork out of his mouth, and it's all <laughs> this mangled fork. And it's like, son, what are you doing? Wow, what? Oh no! <laughs> and and uh, and then he finds out that his parents have been lying to him that he is actually an alien from outer space and that he is a powerful thing right right and these changes that are happening in adolescence that he's learning how to fly and he's learning his own powers and then he realizes now I can get what I want and if I can hit if I hit somebody I'll just turn them into a just big Jackson Pollock painting right right, right. and and mm-hmm. uh, it is. He's. It's like. It's, Do you he, think it calibrates more to the sort of sci-fi superhero, more to the horror? It's a horror movie. Is it really? Yeah, okay. I'd say horror. It's okay. pretty bloody. It's a horror movie in super in superhero guys, right? It uses okay. the hu- sure, superhero sure. trope to do. I mean, kind of in the same way the New Mutants is. N- no more. I mean, it's more horrific because it's a hard R. Right. Right. Okay. It, I mean, because wasn't the New Mutants a hard R too, or no, it, it was, was an a, R, it or was, was a PG PG thirteen? Okay, yeah, it, it pushed out. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was okay. Not, that was a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was on your 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 worst of twenty twenty one. Because I, you know, 2020. I, am, I am a fan of 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 superhero movies and right. horror movies, and occasionally you get Blade. Yeah. Or Hellboy or something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. that 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 does is a nice blend. Uh, this one is far scarier and more sinister than you know because the, the other two are pretty much action movies. Sure, sure, yeah. Where the where the the the, the monster is actually the hero. In right. this case, the monster is the monster. Right. And uh, or the hero is the monster. Right. And he's he's uh, uh like what he does to people. It's just it 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 it, it takes your breath away. And how does um, he interact with the Wonder Twins? <laughs> I'll take your bucket of water. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. No. He's, you know, the, the, there's, there's no acknowledgement until the very end that there might other be, be other super, uh, superhero types out there, but really okay. it's played out. It's like you're in, you're in small town, Kansas. Right, right, right. You know, this is, this is uh Smallville. Smallville. And, yeah. Um, but it is, yeah. When, it, when he turns his wrath on the community, uh, it is, it's dark and he turns on his parents Really, and it's just and 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 you go oh oh no oh no I don't I don't like the way this is going and it just 
and it doesn't, and and, and just, and then it steps on the accelerator. Um, you know, I st- I stayed away from this film uh, purely because I I thought it it leaned too leaned in too hard to um, uh, sort of the the sci fi superhero side of well, the, it side is, of the it equation. Is, yeah. it, it is it is very At much a ending. Superman story. But it's a horror movie. Yeah. And, okay. And it's, okay. And, and it I'll is. I'll give it a look. I'll give it yeah. a look. Yeah. And and uh, you know James Gunn knows how to do indeed a yeah. good horror movie. He's yes, a man. He does. From, he's a man from trauma. Yep. Yes, mm-hmm. he is. So, yes, he is. But he also is a little bit more literate than your average trauma uh, director producer. <laughs> so I think he under he understands all the super Superman tropes and understands all the horror tropes and and he manages to blend them into one thing. Right. So that's okay. my number two. Mike, what have you got for your number two? Uh, my number two is a film from 2001 directed by Jamie Blanks, who is the man who gave us Urban Legend from 1996. This is 2001's, 2001's slasher film, Valentine. Yes! <laughs> Starring the great Denise Richards. I mean, come on. This is the first time in this podcast we've ever talked about Denise Richards. There's a reason for that. But- it, it, also, no, it also stars a bunch of people that you... What's that, Liz? We had Starship Troopers. That's right. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's did. right. We did. We did. Actually, just recently, we 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 had Starship Troopers uh, talking yeah. talking about uh, bugs, crawly horror. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it also stars Catherine Heigl, who apparently they uh, made profuse apologies after the filming after this film was released because Catherine Heigl was like filming uh, Roswell at the at the time and only had like two and a half days to shoot all of her scenes or something crazy like that. And so they... <laughs> yeah, whatever, Heigl. Yeah, so, <laughs> so they rushed through all of her scenes and apparently uh, many people were not very pleased with her performance. That said... That said, <laughs> this is actually a pretty darn fun film and it was yeah. a film that was completely... Unknown to me, uh, except for when we jumped into this, you know, the whole concept of uh, masked killers, and it's new I was, to me, so. I was, I was looking for something other than, you know, uh, Jason or or Michael, and this was definitely there. And the Valentine, the Valentine mask is super creepy. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a, it's but a, if the other one was hot topic, this is like Spencer's gifts. Also at your mall. I like where you're going with this, Liz. I like where you're going. This is like the ultimate backhanded compliment to me, and I like it. Oh, I love this movie. I love it. I love it. I'm glad you picked it. Basically, the film involves uh, at a junior high, uh, St. Valentine's Day dance in 1988 in San Francisco, a very creepy, dorky kid with no superpowers named Jeremy Melton, who is like the he's like the outcast of all outcasts. Uh, he approaches a number of p- very, very popular girls, four popular girls, to dance. They, of course, laugh at him. They scoff. They make fun of him. They ridicule him. He finally asks one uh, young lady, Kate, who is... Part of the, she's sort of part part of the popular group, but she's a little heavy set, and she's a little dumpy. Uh, she she sort of gives Jeremy a nod and says, "Maybe later." Well, late, later comes that that evening, they are caught uh, by all of the high school or the junior high jocks, the popular kids, the popular kids. Mm-hmm. They're caught making out. Jeremy and Kate are caught making out. They, of course, uh, she she. Kate turns on Jeremy, accuses him of uh, sexual impropriety, and the uh, the mean kids, of course, um, they they publicly they they strip him, oh, no. uh, they severely beat him. 
to the point where he ends up in a state-run mental institution. Fast forward many years later and uh, along the lines of Valentine's Day and all sorts of things, not, you know, there's no there's no real sort of groundbreaking here. There's no real radical ideas. I mean, it is a standard. It is a fairly standard uh, slasher film, but it's done in a pretty stylish and pretty smart way. Uh, you know, the, the kills happen like you think they would happen. There is the, – and the reason I like this film is there is a great Harper Lee-esque uh, Boo Radley type character in Jeremy Melton. I will I will give that away. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy Melton is not the killer, although you are led to believe throughout the course of the film that Jerry, Jeremy Melton is the one – he is the Valentine he killer. Been, he should have been the one to be able to get his revenge, but is there a, is there a legit reason for why that, that – There is. Okay. There is. And you and you, you – all, all of that unfolds, and I think in a pretty interesting and pretty unique way – that kind of is is somewhat prescient because it does delve a little bit into sort of uh, sexual politics and um, there's even sort of, sort of uh, some kind of like some pre Me Too movement um, nods uh, that you know as I say this was done in 2001 so um, obviously that movement didn't exist in 2001 mm-hmm. uh, yeah and there are there are a lot of I think great and pretty interesting kills. There are some definitely some very, very tense uh, moments in the film, and it's a great mask. I mean, it's a really, really legitimately creepy mask. Uh, though, And I, I think you would be hard-pressed. The funny thing is, I think the really funny thing about this this mask is that it doesn't show up on a lot of masks lists. Like if you go to Ranker, if you go to all the, you know, if you go to Vox, if you go to these sites that have put together these list of mask characters, it does it doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't show up on a lot of them. I had to sort of dig deep for this one, and I'm so glad I did because it was a really really fun slasher film of the kind you don't really get anymore. Although it sounds, you know what it reminds me of? Spencer's Gifts. Slaughter High. Oh, yeah. Slaughter High. Yeah, yeah, totally. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. And, and where yeah, it was the, it's, it's the, got the, a lot the, of that. The, the nerdy kid. For sure. On. Where Slaughter High really it it had horrible acting and right. It's like, but it but that's but that those are the those are the beats. It's right. The, the picking on the nerdy kid, trapping him in, in this. They, in well, that yeah. case, they trapped him in the bathroom. And he comes back wearing yep. a jester's mask. Yep. And invites all you know Same a class thing. reunion, and he takes them all out. Same thing. And we so. talked but about this is like if you like, I know what you did last summer, and yep. all those ones, which are all fun. Valentine is definitely it's, for you. It's a it's totally teen teen horror. Yep, it is. Yeah. It is. It's a, it's a great film, and it's a it's a perfect perfect. Uh, it's a perfect gateway film. Uh, the film yeah. er, the film earned almost forty million dollars on a ten million dollar budget. Wow. I have no really? I- yes, I have no idea wow. why they didn't do a Valentine two and three and four. And in fact, the director Jamie Blanks. I mean, this guy basically did Urban Legend and Valentine. I mean, maybe he was. I don't know what his story is. Tired of working with the teens. Come on the podcast. <laughs> We'd be happy to talk to you. But he hasn't done basically hasn't done jack shit since since this. Hmm. Huh. So maybe he's, I don't know, maybe he's making crayons with Kip. I don't know. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But that is my number two film, Valentine, 2001 slasher film. All right. All right. Liz. No. I'm done. Liz Liz is done. Back to Eric. I got no backup. So my number one is actually when we're talking about masks, I got to go with something called Skull the oh, Mask. Oh yeah, from 2018 oh, uh, from in uh, it's a Brazilian movie which uh, showed yeah. up at the Chattanooga Film Festival a couple of years ago. Right. What what did we we talked about this in the context of the best films of 
it was it was one of mine. From, I think it was two thousand. It was a two thousand eighteen film. Oh, was it? Okay. okay. 2000, no, two thousand nineteen. I'm sorry. Two thousand nineteen. Uh, it was yeah. filmed in two thousand eighteen. I didn't see it until two thousand nineteen, um, but it is now it, it it's now available uh, streaming on Shutter. Right. Um, this is uh, directed by Armando Fonseca and Capel Furman, starring Natalia Rodriguez as Officer Beatrice Obdias and Evo Mel- uh, Miller as someone called Tack Welder. Welder is a bad guy, uh-huh. mustache twirling uh, bad guy, and uh, a guy named uh, Wilton Andrade as Manco Ramirez, <laughs> um, and, and, and this this wrestler named Rurik Jr. who plays the Skull. Right. Um, so this is an ultra bloody mashup of Friday the Thirteenth, The Terminator, and Highlander, uh, set in the favelas in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and it is a must see for gore hounds. Uh, the movie opens with a flashback to the Amazon jungle during World War II where a Nazi archaeology team performing a blood ritual on, on a pre-Columbian Incan artifact, a skull mask. Goddamn Nazis. And, but Pretty before the, <laughs> yeah. before the ritual, ba- uh, before they, they complete the ritual, it backfires in a bloody mess. Um, the Nazis are, who are trying to safeguard the artifact uh, deep in, Amazon, in an Amazonian bunker get jumped by a guy who, who, who is a sacred protector of this mask. And they ma- and and he manages to set things right, kills all the Nazis, right. safe for a while until the current day when an archaeology team unearths the Nazi bunker, and they find this gruesome skull, like this like an ogre-sized skull thing uh-huh. that, um, and they realize it to be some sort of a pre-Columbian ritualistic demon thing, and uh, and so this guy, this uh, tack welder fellow is an art dealer who has been paying a high price to get these evil artifacts right, right, into right. his museum. Um, and as in transport, this mask ends up in uh, under the care of a woman archaeologist, and her girlfriend comes over and and realizes kind of that she's she's a bit of a a crypto junkie. Uh huh. And 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 um decides that she's going to cast a summoning spell on it to see what because she she's what she wants to know she wants to know more right it's, right 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 um and and uh and then and the scene she gets completely pulped up and absorbed by the skull uh-huh when she does the incantation and the skull sits there waiting for for somebody else and uh, uh, uh the 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 cleanup crew the 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 FBI or it's not it's not the FBI because it's, it's Brazil but the sure. the cops come and go what happened here? Because she, there's this there's this, this sloppy mess left yeah, behind yeah. by the girl who tried to do the summoning and she exploded, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and and Oops. so the so yeah. the the the, the, the um, one of the cleanup crew guys um, gets possessed by the skull. The skull attaches itself to his head and he becomes this gigantic ogre like Fred uh, Jason Voorhees killing machine who just starts who, who's now cut loose in the in in the 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 slums of Sao Paulo. Right, right, right. The there's a an the officer uh, Beatrice is on the task trying to hunt this this thing down, realizing one there's a stolen artifact involved, and that she has to go find this killing machine before he kills. He's already uh, he, he goes out there and just starts. Kills lots of people. Just goes into a party. It look, and just he looks just them. massive. He, he, he's it's like, like Kane Hodder meets the Undertaker. He's yeah. just this oh, like wow. mass, just this massive looking weird beast he's, thing. He's gigantic and nasty, and 
And his like one one of his attacks is that he just shoots intestines out of his body and strangles them with his intestines. Um, okay. And, 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 and the whole time he's got this big skull mask over his face, and he kind of wanders into parties, and people kind of go back away from him, and then right. he's like, and, and he just and he wrecks house. Right. Um, the Highlander part is that the that the descendant of the guy who rescued in the Amazon rescued the or or put safely tucked away the artifact there's a sacred order like of uh what are the kinds of knights in in in, in Cyprus you know the, the of, of of history oh the, the knights of templar yeah he's kind of a knights templar mm. kind of yeah, guy yeah 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 he is assigned to retrieve the mask and and tuck it away because it's you know this this uh it's it's pre-Columbian, therefore it is not Christian, and it is, right. and and it needs to be. And there's always Nazis like, lurking around, right? Uh, and, and including <laughs> this this sort of neo-Nazi guy who's right. currently. There, there's all these kind of funny things going on, but so there's there is this there's this collision where this guy is also he's kind of the uh, a homeless homeless dude as a vigilante, and nobody kind of trusts him because he's just. You know, he's a homeless. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. It's like, what are you doing? You know, just, uh, you know, will he's got a sword and right, 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 and these right. kinds of things. So there, there's there's a confluence of the cop, the monster, and 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 this the homeless guy, the homeless guy, all trying. You know, they're 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 all collecting in one one area. It is right. just bloody. It's it's probably NC seventeen. I, I, so, I want to see it now. It's. Uh, it's streaming now, though, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh huh. Where can yeah. you Where can you get it? Uh, I think it's I think it's Shutter. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. I I mean I remember you talking about this when when you had first seen it for Chattanooga, yeah. and I was like, yeah, I really want to see this, and I've just I've never really gotten around to it. But after I after Popcorn Frights this year, and I watched the last matinee, and which was a Uruguayan. Uh, yeah. slasher film that was super gory. I was like, man, these South Americans know how to do their gore. Yes, they, I got to get on the mask. And uh, the other neat thing is that the acting, the acting is several cuts above, say, like a Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, sure, not, sure, not hard. Sure, but um, uh, I really like uh, the 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 lead, uh, uh, Natalia Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. um, she. This is the kind of a role that would go to like a Bruce Willis or a Kiefer Sutherland. Sure. Right. She is the kind of the hard drinking, bitter cop. Right. Who's you know having to prove herself and 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 uh, doesn't have support of her right, uh, right, of right. her chief and all that kind of stuff. And and so she keeps right. on un unveiling these things. Great watch. It's it, it's uh, the a action packed and super and it feels exotic because yeah, it's, yeah. it's Brazil. Right, right. 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 Super cool. Check it out. Uh, Skull the Mask. Cool. All right. My last film of the night is a 2019 American horror film. Uh, with apologies to Liz, this is written and directed by <laughs> Jordan Peele. This is us. And uh. the, the character I'm talking about is Pluto, which I, okay, so A, I didn't know uh, Jason, the little kid, the boy in the family was named Pluto. Okay. So that was news to no, me. No, I didn't know that. Two, either. I didn't know there was this whole, there was this whole theory floating around the internet that not only, sorry, spoiler alert, massive spoiler alert here. Not only was the mom uh, previously tethered, uh, that Pluto was previously tethered. Oh, the the the, the Jason was, and and right. a, oh, that a was, lot was of that the beat on the beach scene. Did yeah, you yeah, yeah. The beach scene. Yeah, and yeah. so a lot of people, uh, a lot of people theorized that he he also sort of came from 
that he, that uh, b- because he ends up, he's the only one of the characters that doesn't kill their their tethered version, right? And right. he ends up mm-hmm. playing with he ends up playing with his right. tethered version, and they have some sort of like communication between each other. Oh. Uh, and I thought, oh well, that's really fascinating. And that mask is that mask he wears, which almost looks like a pair of underwear on his head, <laughs> is creepy as hell. And to see a little kid wearing it and sort of jumping around like he does. In you know, with the strange gesticulations and whatnot, I was like, yeah, this this is really creepy, and this is a great mask, and none of the masks that we've talked about uh, have kids wearing them, and I was like, okay, True. perfect, yeah. perfect. So for those of you that don't know, uh, Us is the 2019, of course, American horror film directed by Jordan Peele. It involves, uh, from 1986, a young girl named Addie. She watches a commercial break for Hands Across America, and at night, uh, that that same night, she wanders into the Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. She wanders off into a fun house where she meets her doppelganger. And the whole film plays off this sort of juxtaposition of the or this idea that you have a mirrored image in your life and that there is somebody that is tethered to you uh, later on in life of, or later on. Uh, years later, Adelaide goes on vacation with her family, uh, com- comprised of her husband. Uh, one of the one of the great performances ever in horror history, uh, Gabe Wilson, uh, and their children Zora, and of course Jason. Jason is uh, the young boy in the family, and he his doppelganger or his tethered doppelganger is Pluto. Uh, look up. Uh, you'll well, you'll see when we do the write up for for this, or if you're listening to the podcast and you go to the site, you will see a mask or a picture of uh, Pluto slash Jason, and it is really creepy. And I think it's really, it's really, really, I think it's really, really effective. And I did also have opportunity to rewatch. Uh, I actually purchased the 4K version of oh. Us because I now hmm. have a 4K DVD player and a 4K television, and I was like, I want to see, I want to see how good this looks, and it looks so good. Uh, but interestingly, in the DVD commentary, Jason uh, or Jordan Peele rather kind of puts to bed this idea that that uh, that uh, Jason and Pluto were previously tethered. He's like, no, that's, oh, that's, okay. it's just, that. A, it's just, this a. is a creepy mask. I 100% forgot about this. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, they you know, yeah. What's that? They all wear them or just him? No, just you him. Know my just, yeah. Yeah. Just, just him. Everybody else has <laughs> like very off putting and weird stares and, yeah. you know, strange, as I say, strange gesticulations. It, it, it asked a lot of the actors to play the same character and their, and right, their right, right. mirror variant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and well, you can get a Funko Pop of him. Oh, you it's can. Adorable. All right. All right. I'm on no, that. No, you, you got a Funko Pop. I'm on. I'm on that. I'm on that. Yeah. I mean, the fact what? that uh, Lupita Nyong'o did not get an Academy Award for this, to me, I think is a crying shame because I think that was definitely the best performance of any actor or actress in 2019. Again, sorry, Liz. Uh, <laughs> but I, she I really, was good. I just yeah. didn't like the movie. Yeah. No, I know. Uh, but I mean, I think yeah, it, it, her her performance was great. I think he he as a young kid, I have no idea how old he was. I'm guessing ten or eleven years old. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. wh- how amazing for a kid that's that age to bang out that kind of a performance and be wearing a goddamn mask half the time. That's pretty. <laughs> that is pretty darn impressive well, in my book. Well, not just that, but he has to do two roles. Right. Right. 
Right. Uh, the, the actor's name is Tim Heidecker, I think. I'm pretty sure. Yes, because Winston Duke is the dad. Elizabeth Moss yeah. is the right. daughter. Yeah, Tim Heidecker. No, Elizabeth Moss, no. She's is the a neighbor. neighbor oh, she's the neighbor. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. I can't remember. Oh, oh Tim Heidecker is the other. Yeah, he's not the. No, that's that's, not, that's the That's the, that's the that's, white dude. That's the white dude, yes, who, well, he, the, yeah, who, he gets it. He, he, he has an unfortunate <laughs> end. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go down our list here uh, as we wrap up for the, the evening, for the day, for the time. All right. Eric. What was on your list? Of well, my best mask movies. Of my all number time. three also happens to be Liz's number one, which is Behind yep. the Mask: The Rise of Leslie Vernon from two thousand and six. Yep. Uh, my number my number two is Brightburn from two thousand eighteen, uh, filmed by David Yarovsky. and then my uh, my number one is Skull the Mask, uh, two thousand eighteen gore uh, gory gory movie, uh, directed by Armando Fonseca and Capel Forman. Liz, what about you? Okay. I had 2008 The Strangers, directed by Brian Bertino. I had the HBO series I'll Be Gone in the Dark, based on the book by Michelle McNamara. And as Eric said, my number one was Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, uh, directed by Scott Glosserman. All right. Mine was the 2009... uh, American slasher film Hills Run Red, uh, brought to you by Hot Topic. Uh, then <laughs> I moved over to the 2001 slasher film Valentine, brought to you by uh, Spencer's Gifts. And then I closed out with the 2019 American horror film uh, directed by Jordan Peele, Us, brought to you by Funko Pops. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I've got to ask so, you guys. Hey, sponsors, uh, if you're listening, uh, we'll yeah. take we'll take any of you. Funko, <laughs> come on board. Funko, Funko, Spencer's Gifts, and Hot Topic. Hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> so you know we we didn't touch on you know the the real classic masks. Do you do you have a favorite Mike of of the? Oh, de- the, the, definitely Michael Myers. Like without a doubt. Like so yours and, is Michael Myers. And I and I feel like we've we've talked we've talked about Michael Myers a plenty yeah. on this no, podcast. Yeah, just, yeah, we don't need you don't need to to, to yeah, yeah, explain yeah. what yeah, Michael. Yeah, yeah. So Liz, do you have a favorite? of the of the traditionals I, of the traditionals the, the probably Leatherface yep that's yeah. mine too mine is Leatherface yeah. also yeah 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 because yeah. just just how disturbing it is right yeah right um I think it I think it is interesting I mean I, there's you know you just it just just Google it uh but there are a number of different sites that show you um uh, sort of a history or the evolution of the Michael Myers mask too right I mean that's mm-hmm. it, it, Shatner uh, mask. Yeah, I mean, kind of like in the same way that, um, kind of like in the same way that Jason Voorhees and the hockey mask has has evolved over the years. Well, yeah, and, and the fact that I think the first uh, the first time you see him, he's got a burlap sack. Right, 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 right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, okay, and before we let you all go, I yes. have uh, one one uh, yes, yes, sort yes. of a, an announcement for our local uh, Portland uh, folks is that uh, come see us live. At uh, Rose City yeah. Comic Con, where we will be yep. doing the greatest movie monster of all time tournament, and uh, and none of the things we've be... talked about tonight made that list. Yeah, well, because you know <laughs> what? Because they're, they're not, not monsters. monsters. Technically, they're people. Uh, Although they're people you can make, in masks. The masks. The mask sounds like a monster. The mask. The mask is a, yeah. yeah. He, he would have, but it's too too new to put on that uh, on, sure. on our roster. Uh, but you can find it will be there at five o'clock on Saturday night at the Portland Convention Center. Bring your vaccination card and a mask yep. and come join us. Uh, we Saturday, are September 11th, September the 11th. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. That's ominous. <laughs> um, but anyways, it's uh, this will be a real treat for us to do one of our we're, we're doing um, a championship bracket uh, and uh, 
It'd be uh, lots of lots of interaction between us and our, yeah. our fans. We'd love to see you there. Uh, so uh, swing on by in uh, in the in the convention hall. Um, we'll have uh, you get uh, get a, a take home program as well. It'd be cool. And there'll so. be stickers and buttons and Stick- all sorts of cool stuff Sticks kicking and around. And you get to see me and Mike. Liz, Liz is too far away. I will not be there. Sorry, uh, guys. Maybe, maybe some other year. Maybe we maybe, maybe we next take, year. We'll take it on the road, and maybe who knows? Maybe uh, Overlook will uh, let us do a do a presentation at, at their. At their site, you never know. All right, Heck Liz, yeah, Liz. Do you got a, Do you got a tagline to take us out of here? Oh, let's see. I do have a tagline. I have a tagline from Behind the Mask: The Rise of Leslie Vernon, and it is Jason, Freddie, Myers. We all need someone to look up to. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love Leslie Vernon. <laughs>